Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. I am your substitute host for today, Neo Ivan from Neo Ivan Gaming. As Joel is unfortunately uh, not here today, he is over at an anime convention nearby him. I and uh, our co-host, who is always going to be here, or we would like to hope that he will always be with us for the time <laughs> being, uh, all the way up north from Massachusetts, Jace. He is definitely here. I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we are. This is an anime podcast, right? True. <laughs> what, true. What, what lives do we have? I'm joking. Uh, I wish I could say that I live in my mother's basement, but there's already a guy with a channel, even though he doesn't live in his mother's basement anymore. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, we wish Joel all the best. I, we wish that he would be lots of uh, fun. Lots of fun, safe from COVID, of course, where I hope he continues to wear a mask and all that. But we do have a special guest with us. Hello, welcome, please welcome back to the uh, to the podcast, uh, Razlo. Hi, hi. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Thanks for coming. Oh, thank you. I wish I was at an anime convention. Same here. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah, and it. I haven't been to an anime convention in years. I think the very last one I went to was, oh God, more than 12 years ago. And I think it was Katsukon. It's yeah. always like being in an I, uh, alternate society. You're like, what the heck? Everyone understands one. everything I'm into. I just stacked one like back, uh, I want to say in August. And it's my first time oh, ever nice. actually staffing a con because normally i attend and i perform yeah and, and, and it's funny because like normally i'm performing i'm in cosplay i'm uh i'm, I'm practically staffed because all the staff at anime boston knew me um but yeah it was it was one of those things like running panels um and and it's staffing is a good way to get back into it after not being in it for a while but i am really looking forward to anime boston next year I just hope I can find a group of people that I can split a hotel room with because mm. that stuff has gotten ridiculously expensive since then. Right. Indeed. Well, uh, unfortunately, anime conventions is not the topic of this week. But before we get <laughs> into that, uh, before we get into today's topic of anime starters, particularly within the last five to ten years but especially with the focus of this year um razzlo what have you been uh have you been keeping up with anime of this season or this year and if so what are your favorite shows so far oh absolutely uh you know i've really uh the last few years dove in uh to the deep end and you know keep up with 15 or so uh anime <laughs> a season so which sounds excessive and i'm not going to argue that it that it that it isn't um but um you know if you're just watching you know one or two episodes a day you can you can follow quite a few number of shows and that's the way that i do it so it's i'm very excited i i i reduce the amount of spoilers that i receive as well which is an added benefit because the internet sure does love to 10 minutes after a show is aired tell you exactly what just happened so, so yeah so i'm i'm watching uh a lot of stuff the stuff i'm most into there's the obvious ones um like spy family there's the biggest one of the season um chainsaw man i'm obviously loving uh those shows uh but um you know there's there's some 
dark horse titles I'm enjoying as well. Uh, like the eminence in shadows. I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Um, the new Ursa Yatsura that's done by David productions, bringing their, uh, very colorful and stylized, uh, take, uh, that they're known for, for Jojo, uh, to that. And I've always loved Ursa Yatsura. So, um, I'm quite enjoying their take on it as well. It's very different. has a very different uh, energy to it, but I don't feel like it feels like old partially because of the way that they're doing it. Um, and that's one that my kids occasionally are sitting and watching <laughs> while, uh, while I'm uh, checking it out. And th- since it's slapstick based, they're uh, pretty into that as well. Um, I'm also watching uh, blue lock, which I watched just based on the trailer. Cause it looks so crazy. And I'm not typically super into sports anime, but they this one is um, very intense. Every episode, they find a way to uh, make things very different. And the and the conceit isn't just they're playing soccer; it's basically battle royale uh, soccer. Um, it's 300 soccer players in an in an in a housing complex, and every um day more people get taken out and if you're eliminated for the program you can never play soccer again and only one person is going to only one person eventually yeah only one person's eventually going to be the striker for japan's world cup team that's quite harsh it is it is it is so it's like do you so there's always this thing of people trying to stab you in the back and things because all they care about is moving forward but you have to work as a team in the meantime so and they give you unique challenges to try to, you know, uh, so anyways, if, and just completely insane reactions, uh, and character eyes and things in that show. I think if you check out the first hmm. episode, you'll know if you want to watch more of it, cause it's pretty shocking from episode one. Um, but it's continued that way. So I'm very into, uh, that show and it is timely given, uh, you know what's happening right now yeah that is <laughs> and you can watch it without feeling guilty unlike the world cup which is cool <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm also enjoying um you know gundam utena i've quite yes. enjoyed that yes so far utena. <laughs> yes and you know to your eternity which no one seems to talk about but makes me cry every episode mm-hmm exactly uh, why that is exactly why no one talks about it <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to talk about their feels they don't want to talk about their feels and mob psycho 100 of course the very last season of mob psycho 100 uh, oh yeah and what a bummer of an episode this week i was left with some bummer episodes uh, oh my god like mob psycho 100 hit, and chainsaw man my jaw hit the floor like, with mob psycho like i oh. i did not see that coming uh, and you. neither did he. Well, he actually did, and that's why he, uh, did, he did. But even still, yeah. it was. Um, you it's know, they really set you up. And they set you up for several episodes of just wholesome cuteness. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know where the final arc's coming from. Um, and then, the, and then what happened this week happened, and I'm just like, man, what a gut punch. But we watched yeah. one right after another. We watched Chainsaw Man, then right into Mob Psycho. I'm, my wife just went to bed thing. right after. Did, she went I to bed right after. She was so, she, it was also raining. It was Wednesday. It was all raining. And she was just so pissed. Oh, yeah. she, just went to, she went to bed. I, uh, like, I was went, only seven at night. <laughs> I, went, uh, I went from watching those two to watching uh, Akiba Made War. 
was like, okay, you know, okay. let's let, let's keep the <laughs> let's keep the violence going, but let's throw in some comedy. <laughs> right. You know, like yes. the, the, you got to kind of find a balance when you're watching so many shows. I agree. Yeah. The the dark, the violent, and then the happy and and funny because. Mm-hmm. You just need those palate cleansers when you're watching so many shows. You don't yes. want to get left in a mood afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, Akiba's made mostly the high dive stuff, actually. Akiba's high made dive is knocking the- it out of the park this season. Like, I can't believe yeah. just how notable they've grown within the past mm-hmm. year. It's It's got to be because they got bought out by uh, AMC. You know, they've, yeah. they've got some big money by backing them now so they can actually go and, uh, you know, go for the, uh, go, I mean, they got Urusei Yatsura for crying out loud. Like Ooh, yeah. that was a big acquisition and they got Eminence and Shadow, which yes. it's interesting that, you know, Crunchyroll get the rights to the mobile game, but so funny. High Dive got the anime. So yeah, the clearly they, they took one look at that and went, this is going to be a good show. Yoink! Yep. <laughs> it is. It, and and so those shows, you know, Akiba's Made War, The Eminence in Shadow, uh, Reincarnated as a Sword, um, those are kind of reliable shows that I, and you're a say that, sir, that I can go to. And, to, you know, I, and I'm not embarrassed sport. to say I'm also watching Peter Grill, but all those shows <laughs> are shows that I can go to every week and I'm going to be entertained and I'm definitely not going to be bummed out. Um, at the end of the episode so it's nice to have such a lineup of just what the heck am i watching <laughs> i must, uh, uh, must confess that i've never seen uh Urusei, uh but I, the, i've uh, seen the characters yeah. or at the least genre I've, I've seen loom yeah. a yeah. lot in my early days at when i was going to anime conventions and i never really it's, i never understood i did i actually right before we oh, okay. got on here i watched it because like all right i need something i don't want to start something brand new let's start with this classic <laughs> that i died right, uh i definitely understand why it's popular it is uh i'm yeah. sorry i've just i <laughs> i had as i was watching it i was this is partly the editor within me, but I always look for, uh, all right, what kind of tropes are we having this? and But I did mm. laugh out loud a whole bunch of times, especially now this is spoilers for a 40 year show. So it, that, that, yeah. that, that, uh, that expiration <laughs> date is way past everyone. So sorry for spoilers yeah. for a 40 year old show. Um, the moment he, um, Ataru, yeah, Ataru was yeah. saying marriage, marriage, yeah. marriage, and then she, Loom turns around and is like, yes, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Yep, there we go. There's the hook for this <laughs> show, and I'm have here you, for it." <laughs> have you seen her other work? Have you seen Ranma One Half yes. at all? Or I've seen an episode yeah. of Ranma One Half, and I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of Inuyasha. And I I will say this I now know where Inuyasha the the meme of Inuyasha Kagome comes from it comes from the show. <laughs> so so one thing I'm gonna say with her work that I think is is interesting and your say sorry definitely has that similar to uh, Wrong One Half is they keep as it goes they keep bringing in other characters that are puzzle pieces for comedy 
And so they all have these very complex interactions with each other. Like this person hates this person. This person loves this person. You know, so it just it's just ever growing complex weaving web that as you're watching it, you just know, you know, jokes are going to be set up because of how everyone interacts with one another. So um, it is a show that I think gets better as it goes on because you have these complexities of these different characters that hate, love, are weirded out, etc., by each other, uh, interacting constantly. Well, I also really uh, love slapstick shows. I will always it's love watching <laughs> Looney Tunes, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I am one of those that will that will put the Three Stooges over the Marx Brothers. <laughs> oh, I am a big Stooge fan. Um, I'd say that my guilty pleasures. Um, it's it's funny because this season has some standout phenomenal like grade a um gourmet anime so to speak mm-hmm. um you know and then you have what mother's basement referred to as like the guilty pleasure trash animes and it's funny because so many of those different ones like he's he refers to some of them as like golden premier like top tier like best of the best he 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 uses trash in both a derogatory for some of them and then in others like in high praise. And some of them were like, I mean, Eminence and Shadow get the high praise. Akiba Made War get the high praise. Then you have Futoko no Guild, which basically got the uh I I I'm pretty sure that the licensors got the memo and realized the mistake they made in licensing uh interspecies reviewers saw <laughs> Futokono Guild and went oh, I'm going to pass on this one. Um, <laughs> it's an anime that you have to watch any way you can, so to speak. I, oh, do not, okay. uh, I, in, seen it. I don't endorse the process of doing that, but if you are curious, uh, you can find it both censored and uncensored, and it is just the guiltiest pleasure of watching one dude who's really good at adventuring get saddled with all these cute monster girls who absolutely suck at adventuring and the monsters seem to attack them in the lewdest ways possible. Oh my goodness. And it's just, you feel a little dirty after watching it because (laughs) of all of that, but it's also a good laugh. Like I found myself just every time I watch it. Oh my God. Yo, I, just saying that and laughing. I mean, Jace, I um, watched Redo of Healer. I think I'll be fine. Watching I mean, this. by comparison, <laughs> there's another one in the exact same style, Beast Tamer, which is the most wholesome freaking <laughs> harem anime I've ever seen because this dude is just like, he's he's such a nice guy and not in a nice guy way. Like, this guy just he cares about the people that he goes around with and like so he, so he's he a good conflict. guy. A good yeah, man he's a versus good a, guy like versus milady nice guy. He's he's a kind person. You know, so and he should treats I add everybody with to, kindness. Should I add that to my list? I, I watched episode one. It was one of those ones where they really did nothing to tell me whether I should keep watching it or not from episode one, which usually means drop it, which I did, but occasionally it's one of those shows straight it up takes a few cliche, it's straight up your cliche rpg uh you know adventurer tropes where mm-hmm. um you know you you have this one guy 
And I mean, you saw the first episode, he gets dumped by the hero's party. Right. Exactly. They're a bunch of assholes. And right. he happens to make the contract with the cat girl. And it's yeah. just like, and he discovers for each contract that he makes these permanent contracts with the strongest species, they all give him a share of their powers. So he's now as strong as the cat girl at fighting. And then like he meets the dragon girl and he gets like OP magic powers. He suddenly is so powerful. He can take on basically the equivalent of the hero's party. It gets ridiculous. And yet at the same time, like when he has to go to like uh, an inn, he's just like, closing his eyes and like, you know, just like, I, I don't want to say a thing. Like, you know, it's just like, oh my God, it's so freaking cute. And it's okay. not like they're coming after him in a sort of lewd way. Like they, they, they genuinely hang see with him. him yeah. yeah. They genuinely see him as a friend and a kind person. And they okay. will refer to him as master because that they're, mm-hmm. technically that's their relationship, but it's now, so freaking wholesome. My question then would be, these are contracts willingly. This is not like in the Rise of Shield right. Hero, where it was basically right. slavery and another with diff, with legalese language used to make it sound like it isn't slavery. It's basically uh, the, the two ways that he can form contracts as a beast tamer is he has the little temporary ones that he does. Cinderella style, all the little woodland creatures and stuff. And you see it's like a green magic circle. And then you have these permanent ones that he's been uh, getting with these legendary creatures. Fairies, uh, dragon, cat girl. And those are like, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I don't, well, depends on what you think, because, I mean, they do have the token lolly. Seen... Uh, oh, okay. the, uh, the, <laughs> the fairies are the token lollies, but they don't sexualize them at all and mm. they've got they've got a great personality it reminds me of uh the twins in dot hack gu where you've got like the one who's you know kind of cindere and like really out there with her language and then the other one who gets embarrassed easily so, yeah <laughs> but like speaking yeah the, well, yeah, to, to move on briefly from uh from this yeah. uh one show that i going with mother's basement again that is uh equally well, not equally, because this is not wholesome. Uh, Love Flops is a trash anime for sure. Um, I've got seen, me to watch that show because I only saw the first episode and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that first episode has a um, really problematic moment that I'm like, was that really necessary, fellas? Was that really, really necessary? <laughs> um, it's not even funny. It And I will give the show some props uh, that, um, oh, this character's. A male and the father the, the basic premise is dude a high school boy i can't remember his name he on his way to school oh, he bumps into the pro tag coon we'll just use pro tag coon yeah uh runs into a a girl with glasses hits her so hard that her underwear falls off somehow let's not question this because it's an anime <laughs> then he goes down then he on the subway gets molested by a sleeping adult woman and then nearly beaten for it while she is still asleep. Um, Uh. He escapes out of the subway, rightfully so, at the next stop, goes down the stairs, then gets assaulted um, ass first by another high school girl (laughs) who then 
And keep one. in mind, these girls, like only one of them is Japanese. The first one that he knocks the panties off is Japanese. Each one of them from here on out is from somewhere different. From the adult who like, is yes. from China. The girl who like lands on him ass first, I think, is she's German. German. The next yeah. one, the next. Oh, they're one all who they're, they're all been you know thrown out of their countries for not understanding consent. Is that what? Uh, well, the the whole point is the next one's a Bulgarian. <laughs> at first, uh, this is going to be some spoilers, but at first, um, we are led to believe that they are male, and the the reason why all these and then. After all these very unfortunate incidents, I'm leaving out one girl, one girl, but basically a lot of women have very unfortunate incidents with this protagoon who by no fault of his own has as this is just one random accident mm -hmm. after another. They all go to the same school. They're all obviously very, very angry with him. Um, next one's his teacher. Ne next <laughs> one's his teacher. Next oh shot gosh. is him surrounded. His entire face is red with face palms. But then after lunch, one by one, the girls start uh, confessing to him and then he tries to run away from all of them because obviously, what the hell? You either hate me or I'm, I'm out. I'm going to sleep on it. He comes home <laughs> and he finds his house has an extra wing to it and he goes, oh, that's weird. And all the women are in his house because what? his dad had, well, he had a... I guess a contract or something with all these uh, people to be like, hey, um, live with my son and one of you will marry him. And the 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 male uh, in this in this uh, harem, the the father said, well, we live in the 21st century. Who am I to judge who you're going to love? Uh, that's cool. I actually like that. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, yeah. you have my attention for a little bit longer. And the anime just. So far, I've only seen up to episode five and each episode after the first two focuses on one specific uh, person in the harem. And it's it's definitely trash. It has wholesome moments, but it's it's definitely trash. Uh, view it if you want. I'm not going to recommend <laughs> it. Um, but we should also take the reins and just move along with other anime because we have focused <laughs> a little bit too much on Mother's Basement, uh, who is a fine uh, YouTuber who looks at uh, anime for us so that you don't have to. But I will also like to add that one of my favorite animes I've been watching this season is do it yourself. It is just a wholesome. Mm. You've, uh, you've said it your best, Jace. It is a lovely palate cleanser of just four mm. high school girls, just learning how to use tools and uh, building their own projects. And it's while the animation could be like dubbed as like low quality, there's actually a real nice charm to it. And our protagonist, mm. um, is actually the clumsy sleepy uh, girl the one that's just like huh. oh you're not you know the trope where you're definitely not reliable move aside let me take care of this and right. she actually uh, gets yeah. much better and gets much more focused through the d so do it yourself club for once learn something <laughs> yes and there is a running joke uh as our pro tag uh pro tag chan just to differentiate uh the genders um she has uh pets with her and one of them is a pig but every time they mention what meal they're having and it's usually pork the pig freaks out <laughs> in an adorable <laughs> in a very joke. adorable way um spy family for me it's my enemy of the year i can't see anything it is beating great. it right now i do need to catch up on chainsaw man i've been able to catch up on um cyberpunk 
Edge Runners, mm-hmm. and holy shit, is that both great and depressing? I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven of the Inner Palace, still amazing, and Gundam Untina, still very good, but I'm mm-hmm. waiting for that. I know a corporate war is going to break out soon. I was oh, like, they can't yeah. they can't be in this high school the whole it time. Is Gundam. It, it is Gundam. Gundam. Yeah. If they have it at the second season, I'm fine with that. But I'm still right. waiting for that. I'm really intrigued. And plus the the wholesome relationship that's the brewing. characters are very fun. I love the I, character designs too. Oh yeah. And I really like the the Gundam designs as well. Very like different, I, yeah. Like I want a yeah. model. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the how the old heads are are feeling about it, um, but uh, I'm I'm very into it. Yeah, it's as someone who has watched the original Gundam, Eighth MS Team, Seed, 0083, parts of 0080 War in the Pocket, mm-hmm. and even the the really bad Gundam Seed Destiny, and of course. Uh, we can't uh, talk about Mecca without talking about that one. Uh, Code Geass, there's your reference, bam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got, it's fine. It's it's in a very different setting and it's it actually really works. Gundam with Utena in a very corporate aristocratic uh, space capitalist way. It really works. Yeah, and, written by the guy who did the novelization of Utena. So it all really? makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all coming huh. together, all, co- yep. all according to Keikaku. <laughs> uh, um, briefly, I, I will uh, say, uh, uh, briefly, Chase, what have you been uh, keeping up with uh, outside of what you've already uh, mentioned? Um, well, uh, Villainous Tames the uh, final boss. I uh, I've been really enjoying that. Not normally an isekai person, but between that one and uh, the. Uh, uh, the the one where uh, trapped in a uh, trapped in a dating sim between both of those, which strangely were back to back season wise, they both feel very similar. They've both thrown a curveball into the mix of multiple people uh, being involved in the story. Um, so it's it's getting interesting. Although villainous feels rushed. Um, like they're just kind of cramming all the arcs mm. into it. I feel like they could have stretched them out into several seasons, but I agree. That's just how it goes. Um, but there's that mm. one, uh, legend um, of man. I got to catch up with, uh, but that one's just beautiful animation, uh, loving tribute to an amazing RPG on the SNES. Um, and then of course, Raven of the inner palace. I finally caught up with that one continues to be absolutely stunning animation wise the music's beautiful and i watched a little bit of the dub while i was catching up because thank god for dubs you can watch a little bit more passively and uh they pronounce the chinese names properly which is a big thing for me because i'm a dynasty warriors fan and i've learned how to pronounce chinese from playing the game and hearing all the names uh I don't know a lick of it, <laughs> but but I've learned at least the pronunciations and yeah, they've been nailing those. So, I mean, good on them for producing a very nice quality dub for this show. Nice. Quite unique. So uh, you don't really see anime set in China. So, uh, you know, and so it's like, and let alone a fantasy version of feudal China. So uh, it's it's just, 
really if I had to compare it to something, um, I'd say picture triple X holic uh or or holic, however you want to pronounce it, uh meets kind of sort of a Game of Thrones-ish type thing because mm. there are multiple houses and stuff like that and murders going on, but but she's more of an exorcist of sorts. Uh, and winds up like kind of solving some of these murders in the process of what goes on with these backstabbings. Uh, it's Bandai Namco Pictures, and uh, who, of course, their multiple companies now merged all into one, including uh, Sunrise Animation. Uh, mm-hmm. the, so, but uh, they they threw me for a loop earlier uh, in the year with Birdie Wing. So of course, when I see right. Bob and Amco pictures, uh, you know, and I now think of Birdie Wing and Tiger and Bunny, I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me check this out. I'm in. Like, I want to see what this is, especially when they do an original story. And Raven of the Inner Palace continues to be a, I'd call it art house anime. You know, it's like dance, dance, hmm. dance, or it's the thing that appeals to the professional anime lover versus my guilty pleasure otaku like toku nerd who's like Buto pi was the best one this year <laughs> i will also say that raven of the inner palace also has some very nice intriguing uh subplots and there's some deeper mystery here and i yeah. really like it i'm glad that the english dub is treating it actually went out of their way to uh properly pronounce uh chinese names because they didn't have to do that they could have gone the very very easy who cares, right? <laughs> it's it's a pet peeve of mine because I watch wrestling and there's a Chinese wrestler, Zhao and they call her Zia Li. And it's just like, I cringe every time I see that. Zia Li. I'm like, it's it's Zhao It's Zhao Like, it's not that hard. It's a little odd to mm. native English speakers, but Zhao kind of sounds like a character from like Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's got that battle ready name. I think right. it sounds better in the native language than Zia Lee. So I'm glad that Raven took the time to go with proper pronunciations and not even go with the Romanized uh, Japanese pronunciations of Chinese like they did with uh, your boy Kong Ming. And they're calling him Kong Ming, uh, which in Japanese was Komei. And it's like, but he's, Zhuge Liang. So it's <laughs> there's a little bit of a disconnect in my head when I watch that because I know it's Zhuge Liang, but they're saying Kong Ming, and I'm like, eh. but yeah, I've been catching up on that one from a few seasons ago. That one is definitely gonna make the best of list, at least for me, because it's fun. But mm. um, that would be a recent anime that I would suggest to somebody who's never watched anime before, uh, because. <laughs> It is a fun freaking show with a weird concept. <laughs> right. And a perfect way exactly. to segue into our main topic for today. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, it is not your typical isekai, which, of course, you know, to explain to somebody, it's a genre of somebody getting lost in another world by one way or another. Usually reincarnation. Uh, most of the time, truck-kun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, and explaining the explaining something like Truckkun alone, you know, to somebody is one of those things that it's just it's a certain kind of special 
because I've, I've got a friend who's not an anime fan and when i show him something boy are his reactions beautiful <laughs> <laughs> because you can go ahead and show somebody something weird but we're going to talk about the stuff that if you really want to show somebody and hopefully get them to embrace it you know like say you're dating somebody who's a nerd but they never really got into anime, but like they watched Avatar, the last airbender or teen mm -hmm. Titans and stuff like that. These are the shows that you want to kind of pick out that will catch somebody who's been exposed to that style and that kind of storytelling, but the real deal. <laughs> the Kong yeah. falls into that uh, wacky comedy, but it's, it's not out there slapstick, you know, and there's a smart element to it as well. So um, I, I feel like somebody who's new to anime would probably be put off by wild slapstick Un unless they're into that sort of thing. And they like, you know, say they're a fan of Tim and Eric, you know, uh, Eric Andre, they like weird comedy, adult swim style stuff, pop team epic. Surprisingly yeah. getting its second season this, uh, this season around pop team epics up there. Cause it's just those rapid fire sketches. The animation's kind of out there. The voices, my God, the voices. Pop Team Epic definitely is one of those things. If if you know your friends into weird comedy, uh, you know, too many cooks or something like that, just be like, sit down. Let me show you something. You know, Pop Pop Tip the Good. And it, and if they're into uh, you know sweet comedy, I think you know uh, Kaguya Sama Love Is War. Would, mm. good for people who like romance as well and um and then mob psycho 100 uh, you know i laugh every mm. episode on that and that's you know action comedy but uh definitely leans also, very heavily on the comedy yeah it's got that coming of age so it's also got kind of a uh, a serious undertone uh mm. going throughout the whole thing so people who like the serialized form of storytelling that a lot of different things are kind of embracing south park did it for a while I mean, Doctor Who is that serialized. There's that undercutting story. Well, uh, actually, to think of something Western animation-wise, uh, uh, Adventure Time it's, uh, had right. that serialized story running underneath everything. And Mob Psycho follows that formula of you've got a little bit of like day-to-day -day life thrown in there, but you've got a little bit of like action thrown in there. Um, right. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of sweetness. The characters are, you know, when you when you say, you know, it's a con man, <laughs> yeah, watching over, uh, <laughs> watching over a, a loser kid, you know, like all the setups, or you know, he ends up, you know, this this weakling loser ends up in a bodybuilding club. When you talk about them yeah. without in context of the show, you're like, oh man, this kid's gonna get just treated horribly and, and every time they have a chance they set it up you know it's like it's like an anti-punchline they set it up they love him you they you love, love him <laughs> yes everyone treats him well and he treats everyone well um and it's just so refreshing to see these setups where you would think in almost any other adaptation of anything it would be okay i know what's going to happen loser shows up x i know exactly where this is going and it never turns out that way I have, uh, I have an anime uh, also for that in that kind of very sweet, uh, especially for those. I do recommend this for anyone who certainly is dating someone or has friends or even if you're married to someone who isn't into anime. 
Um, I can't understand what my husband is saying. It's a series of hmm. shorts, um, but it's there's an overall plot. It's on Crunchyroll, has two seasons. Basically, the husband is a massive otaku, and he married a um, a not otaku. I don't want to say a normie. And so there are a lot of references. Like there's this one where he does the Shinji's dad pose, trying to be all serious about the future of his job or him not pyramid. getting him not getting a job. And she's just staring at him going at it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's very sweet. It's very nice. Um, that's definitely one. Another one that I would recommend that is just, well, actually, um, I am an old, well, not old otaku, but uh, I mean, I started with the Toonami starter set. If we're going to use oh, yeah. to use Pokemon as a uh, as a reference here, <laughs> I uh, I started with the syndicated uh, scramble, trying to figure out what time on what channel these shows are on, and hoping that they didn't air right before I had to leave for school. <laughs> mm -hmm. But for this season, I would yeah. definitely like to recommend uh, Spy Family for mm. almost every reason as to why I would recommend it to people who like anime in general. It has very wholesome moments if you like spy stuff, which has a huge appeal. Um, great action. Great action sequences. There's good comedy. Um, and of course, just moments where you feel these characters just becoming a real family despite Lloyd's best wishes. <laughs> I would say, I'd say spy family, you know, I had it, I, I, I broke all my suggestions into kind of, you know, what type of person would be into this and spy mm. family. I kind of had as overall, because I think the only time I wouldn't recommend it to someone is if they're looking for something edgy, but like outside mm, yeah. of that, if you're, as long as you can handle something that's not edgy, like I think like, it really is such a cross section show that, you know, men, women, um, not super young, but like pretty young. You can watch the show for the most part. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just has such a wide appeal and it's, it, they, they knew, you know, before they went in there, there were actually quite a few surefire hits <laughs> this year. And you could tell the confidence on the studios. You could tell the confidence on the pre-existing fan bases, you know, jump and, manga. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the spy family one was definitely one of those. And it, it hit just as hard, if not harder than, than everyone knew it was gonna. And, and it's one of those ones for people that have kind of fallen out or when they've come back to anime, they've kind of picked the wrong show and go, Oh, nothing's going to appeal to me anymore. I, I, you know, uh, there's nothing for me anymore in this world. <laughs> I would say, you know, yeah, check yeah. it out. Like, unless they're exclusively looking for edgy, if they can't, you know, they came up in the nineties or certain time periods and all they were used to, you know, is blood and tits and that sort of stuff. Then, okay. Spy family is not going to bring what you're looking for. But outside of that person, I, I would be really shocked if anyone outside of that specific demographic didn't like it. Yeah. That is definitely a something for everybody show mm -hmm. and uh i mean I, I i feel like there's just so many different shows that have come out within the past few years that do have those niche little targets um right like uh bizarrely enough uh there's netflix's um the way of the house husband mm, where you got so the funny. yakuza guy turned homemaker 
and really, you know they're, they're like shorts <laughs> and it's it's just so funny and then you have the other one uh yakuza babysitter on crunchyroll oh my god so sweet it's, it's so wholesome and there's just like there it's strangely enough you got those two that are very similar you know pick your poison Execute you know you so want something short and they're also animated very differently yeah um, i would say so the the uh the house husband one isn't exactly for everybody because it's more of like an animated comic um right motion comic motion comic yeah 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 um but also just this year assaulted us with wholesome rom-coms on top mm-hmm. of it all like if you're in a really like any any sort of relationship you want to like because i'm now curious about that i can't understand my husband like I've got to tell one of my buddies yeah, about that because he's a nerd and he just got married this year. And his yeah. wife said in in a way that I think personally, at least what I, I interpreted as kind of kind of says, oh, it's cute that you're into nerd stuff. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I, I get that kind of like joke. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it could be genuine. But for me, I'd, I'd go into Joe Pesci mode. You think I'm cute? You think I'm cute because I go into... <laughs> Uh, what am I some sort of Hello Kitty type mascot for you now? <laughs> Forever immortalized by the pigeon from uh, right. Good feathers, yeah, good feathers, good feathers. Good feathers. Good feathers. But, but uh, I'd, I'd say because of the rom coms that are out there, uh, this year had um, uh, dress up darling. Yes, my oh, God, like that, that one. So that one was wonderful. And then you also had. Um, uh love after world domination which throw some slapstick in there if you're a fan like you grew up with power rangers boom like this is this parodies that genre <laughs> mm-hmm. um but it, it's also just a wholesome rom-com on top of it all because you get these yeah. two forbidden lovers trying to hide it from their workplaces because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be enemies right. and the evil villainess is actually like she's got a pet cat and she loves cute things. <laughs> hey, you know, like, everyone needs a, needs a day job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you you had that, and then um, God, there was there was another rom com that hit. Oh, um, not exactly. Well, more slice of life than rom com, but there is this sort of romantic subplot going through it. Um, would be uh, Comey. Comey can't communicate on Netflix. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I keep coming back to Netflix for these because not everybody's going to go to a Crunchyroll or High Dive, but most right. people have Netflix. And so sure. it's just like Netflix does have some great exclusive anime on that platform. And it's one of they those things. They don't promote where, them great. They don't release them great, but they do have them. Uh, they, they drop them <laughs> in binge drops, which make it very hard for somebody who's watching like 10 plus shows a season weekly to then find that one day in the week where none of the shows are coming out Mm. and go, okay, you're all caught up on the others. (laughs) Actually, I I looked at my schedule and uh, Monday is the one day where no shows come out for me. So I either catch up on stuff that I haven't been watching. Like, you know, I fell behind a few episodes on, or, show or? <laughs> I go to ne- I go to Netflix. And so like my my next binge on Netflix, Jojo. Uh, I love Tiger and Bunny. I still need to finish watching yeah. season two of that. But they just dropped the final third of Stone Ocean. 
And mm. of course, David production knocking it out of the park um, so as they've done with Odyssey Yatsura as well. It's just Jojo is a certain sort of thing that if <laughs> I really don't think that you can introduce people to it unless they really have an open mind because Jojo's great. Maybe if they've got their foot in the door or maybe I'd say Teen Titans fan. I know, it, you know, you know, one thing that's interesting about it is Jojo is one of those things for the last several decades. Everyone said, you know, it, it can't be adapted. It can't um, take off or be released outside of Japan. Yeah. And it kept being proved correctly with these OVAs and, and things that came out that just did not catch on, did not do well, etc. Yeah. And now you can go to really almost you go to, I mean, probably a Walmart or something. You can go to Target, pick up JoJo manga. Like, it, you want to say that it's weird and it, it and blew isn't my mass, mind and isn't isn't mass audience, but but the the numbers say a different story. There's a reason Netflix paid so much money for this thing. It, it appeals yeah. widely to the LGBT community. It appeals yep. widely. Mm-hmm. Um, just general action fans. It appeals widely yep. to people who like, you know, bizarre things. It appeals widely to the hot topic crowd. Like it really, oh yeah, you know, hits a very wide swath of people. And so, if someone's into, you know, action, uh, fashion, um, yeah, bizarreness, uh, uh, it's an easy pop culture references. Sure. Yeah, you know, like pop trying to little sure. odd things. I it blew my mind when I was at a uh, store and I heard jojo and then i looked over my shoulder and i saw a couple of middle school age kids talking about it and of course jojo when it started off was in shonen jump so it was geared towards that age range um it's matured as time's gone on but at at the same time um like to hear middle school kids talking about jojo when you think about anime at least like for people around our age when stuff was in syndication anime was getting you know, adapted for America, not translated. Um, Pokemon blew up like in, in 99, you know, like when I was that age, it was Pokemon. It was Dragon Ball Z, you know, which was just starting to pick up into Toonami, like in reruns, not even the new episodes. Right. Like when they started to go in the Frieza saga, it was still reruns of the Saiyan saga. But like, that was what we grew up with. And now kids these days are talking about Jojo. They're talking about like, it's well, amazing to see the broad kids, appeal. Though, speaking of kids, though, this is something that I think is actually pretty difficult. And as a dad, I'd be happy to hear um, suggestions. But contrary to what may seem to be the case, um, given that it's you know cartoons, animation, there isn't a yeah. ton of anime that is really geared towards you know, younger kids, like when, once you get into mm. your teens, it's, it's gravy for sure. But yeah, before yeah. then, you know, oh, especially yeah. me wanting to have stuff for my kids to watch, it, it's tough. And there's some st- stuff that I know would appeal like, like pretty cure, um, uh, you know, Tokyo um, Mew Mew. and Digimon, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, and I heard a lot of people say a lot of good things about Digimon ghost game. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but a lot of this stuff, um, does not get uh, dubs 
And yeah. my kids are starting to learn how to read. And so I'm kind of using anime as a motivator to get them. Hey, you want to know what the characters are saying? You better. <laughs> you better <laughs> that is awesome, them. actually. That is... <laughs> it, actually, it actually is working. Um, you know, there is only one show because my son got into it as I was watching it and requested I only watch it while he's there. And I will actually do the voice acting for all the characters um, because I already started watching it um, subbed. Um, and that's one piece. Um, but every other anime oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's subtitled only, I tell him, if you want to know what's going on, you need to read. And so he will, you know, like for the Dragon Quest anime, which is one that would be good for kids. Um, he, mm, will, yeah, yeah. he will sit there. And, and so I, I would say there are unfortunately not a lot of great options for kids. And a lot of them are subs only. But if you have a kid who is interested in anime or interested in some of the properties like dragon quest. And then now there's an anime of it. Um, have them try watching one of these things subtitled because it is a huge motivator, uh, more so than just, I think in a lot of cases, here's a book, um, because it's this thing that you're seeing exciting things happen. You're like, what is going on? Oh my gosh, what is happening? And that's a I mean, and if you can get your reading speed up to, you know, anime subtitle level um, and you're eight years old, you're way ahead of uh, where you need to be for sure. <laughs> that, that would be very impressive. Um, one anime that I would recommend for those who are of the LGBTQ community and who may or may not be interested in anime in general, Yuri on Ice is definitely one that mm -hmm. I would highly recommend. Yeah, and even just too. in general, but um, if right. you want to... Put that out, out there because it is a LGBTQ uh, show mm -hmm. and uh, and it's just very wholesome. Um, and that's definitely one that I recommend for, for starter for those who. And of course, I have to recommend a lot of the classics. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have shows from today or last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if. Uh, I have to, if you like, if you have friends who really like space, for example, or space adventures, a la Star Wars or Star Trek, I will always recommend yep. uh, Outlaw Star over oh, Cowboy yeah. Bebop. And I know that's heresy, but <laughs> put away the, put, put, put away the, the Warhammer for just a second. The reason why I say that is because I feel like Outlaw Star is a little bit easier to get into, whereas Cowboy Bebop is much more, sur sur um, not surreal. Serious. Uh, serious. Uh, it's surreal. dark. It had deals yeah. with a lot of serious themes such as mm -hmm. uh, debt enslavement, um, past lives coming up to bite you in the ass when you really don't want it to, themes of mm -hmm. trying to run away, yep. terrorism, etc., etc. Whereas Outlaw Star, you just, hey, we're a bunch of lowlifes that stole this, uh, basically stole the equivalent of the Enterprise and we have a a robot android who's the the body of the sh the mind of the ship and is like cool let's go and have adventures uh that's definitely one if you're into vampires i always will however this is of course much more for adults than kids uh but maybe yeah. when they're 15 years old uh helsing um but that is definitely yeah. one where like parents sit down with them and be especially if you know if you have a friend it's like, yeah, definitely watch uh, Helsing with your kid if they are uh, below 
rated R times because that that show is not for them. But you will be that parent that allowed their kid to watch RoboCop or Aliens, and they'll be like, "Oh, my dad or my parent <laughs> let me watch that. It was so cool." <laughs> I could yeah. give uh, two suggestions here. We've talked about a lot of wholesome things outside of just Helsing just now. Uh, so to talk about some stuff that will uh, you up. Um, um, there's your one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize there is our language. Uh, oh, there uh, is. Uh, oh, okay. Just, well, then I will. Just loud one. I will though, just one. Um, there is Made in Abyss, which, uh, you know, the creator of that was looking at how stories are typically formatted, uh, where you have a character who goes through a struggle, things get difficult, then they overcome it. And thought, what if there's this situation with the way that the story is built where things just keep getting darker and worse and more foreboding continuously as it goes on? (laughs) That is definitely uh, what happens uh, in Made in Abyss. There's basically just a hole in the middle of the earth. There is some strange uh, creatures and things that happen and disgusting things that happen to anyone who goes deeper into this hole. Um, But there are also treasures and things and Mm. there's a sense of adventure to going down. Um, But it is the most um, unique, disturbing, um, emotional um show uh that i've seen it is one of those things where it's difficult to recommend because you will see things you don't want to see um but it is Mm. there's a high level of artistry to it um in the creativity in the art itself in the music choice it is some of the best coming together to make something um and there's a reason that um it's held in such high regard from the people that have seen it that can, that can stomach it. (laughs) So (laughs) if you are capable of handling some completely, um, emotionally tolling, uh, and shocking, uh, stories, I would recommend checking that out. And similarly, if you're into horror and have a high tolerance, there's not a lot of horror stuff that I find particularly scary in general and, and probably even more so true in anime. Uh, but the Higurashi series oh, is yes. one that yeah. is, and I think part of what makes it so difficult beyond what actually happens in it is that they have, it's one of those times where I, I, the low points in between the horror elements are, actually what are more disturbing than the horror elements themselves. And it's because of the juxtaposition of seeing these characters acting normally after something completely disturbing just happened and acting cute makes mm. it so much tougher to watch. Uh, so, you know, it is, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, uh, it, this character goes to this small village that has their own traditions that are disturbing and things unravel and there's no sense of what reality is and they will keep telling you what reality is and it is not that and then it's something else but you're unsure just a constant set of confusion 
a constant sense of foreboding and just endless disturbing stuff. Um, but if you like that kind of horror, then I recommend that. I'd say to close things off, um, speaking again of Netflix, um, Squid Game, of course, was a really popular show mm -hmm. uh, within the past few years. If you like that kind of cerebral type uh, suspense with sort of a social situation going on, um, uh, mind games, then uh, mm -hmm. you'd want to check out Classroom of the Elite. And... Oh. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna say right now that this is uh, probably one of the more up uh, type things, um, but Tomodachi game. Hmm. My God, it it almost makes you think because the manga for Tomodachi game predates Squid Game that he watched that and then started coming up with his own kind of take he... on that. Which is kind of funny because there's another one called Liar Game that also feels like that. <laughs> he admitted that he was influenced by Kaiji. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Think, I think it, it may have been Tomodachi Game or another one as well. So it, when you see those similarities um, in Squid Games, there it's it's not an accident. And he's at least good enough, you know, unlike um, some people who were influenced by Battle Royal that will refuse to admit they were. Um, he's good enough to at least say that, yes, I was into these things and they did influence me. Yeah. So, I mean, if you liked uh, Squid Game, Tomodachi Game, the name is right there. That's so mm -hmm. similar. But that one and Classroom of the Elite both give you that kind of, uh, you know, the main character being 10 steps ahead of what's going on and will literally leave you going, what the hell just happened? And then they explain it all Sherlock style and you go, oh, damn, like, or you might just sit there trying to figure it out yourself and try to, like, figure it out before they explain it to you. So, Wait a second. They just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> if, if you do figure it out, boy, you feel like a genius. It's not one of those things like, oh, yeah, that was sure. so predictable. It's more like you feel accomplished that you figured out what they did. So, right. yeah, it's it's definitely if you like mind games. Check out those two. Um, and I think at that point, we've now covered um, newbies, uh, significant others, uh, children, and uh, yeah. people well, who like dark things. Well, we've barely, we have barely scratched the surface here for because there's mm. so many other genres, such as... Oh, we yeah. We haven't talked about... Um, war or like and japan mm. has a very interesting take on uh, the subject of war mm. uh mecha anime or monsters of the week uh we futo pi is definitely an anime that if you do oh, have yeah. kids and you like uh the power ranger stuff i will definitely say that's definitely for i highly kids. recommend De it definitely uh eight or nine or the age where they're starting to think martial arts is really cool and they're very serious about wanting to do it uh, versus a place Gridman. to just Say again. Uh, SSSS Gridman as well. It's uh, mm -hmm. another one of those monster of the week. Uh, literally, Futo and Gridman came from live action shows. And Gridman, we grew up with it in America as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. So we saw the live action and then Gridman came out. And uh, yeah, again, like they come to the age where, you know, martial arts <laughs> is cool. 
boom, you know, or maybe they're watching Power Rangers, um, yeah. you know, as Hasbro keeps cranking that out. And uh, we keep getting it coming stateside, both uh, mm -hmm. from Japan and America now. Um, if I could take 30 seconds just to recommend three, just to make sure I get them in. Sure. But uh, if you're if you're a Tarantino fan, I would say check out mm. Odd Taxi. Absolutely. Very, very different anime. Um, you know, that similar style of storytelling where it's shifting around different characters. It is adult uh, orientated, despite being all animal characters. It is self-contained, which a lot of anime isn't. Uh, and it did. I don't think it got enough attention. I think it's incredible. Um, if you have a Shonen fan, I can't imagine too many of them not enjoying Demon Slayer. That's one, obviously, um, most people enjoy. And then uh, the last one I want to recommend, um, just similar, it is Shonen, but if you have a friend who really likes kind of adventure sort of series, um, Ranking of Kings, you've got a, a main character who you want to root for, um, and just such a interesting cast of characters, really different designs and amazing animation. Absolutely. Two of those, uh, actually odd taxi made our enemy of the year last year mm, and uh, awesome. ranking of Kings was very high up there. I think it was number two or three awesome. at maximum. Um, well, we also have the, the category of sports. So I definitely think that this is a topic that, uh, Jason Joel can return to, cause there's just so much to dive in here, just to mm -hmm. recommendations oh, yeah. for new people or for those who want to come in to anime in the first time. So if you liked a, you will like B. Yes. And it's helpful, one it's helpful for people. Yeah. And one anime that I will recommend if you are into sports, particularly boxing, and that is Hajime no Ippo. The manga has been going on since 1985. There are two amazing seasons. Um, there's also a dub, and the dub is not that bad. So, yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us here at DKI. We greatly appreciate you joining this afternoon. We hope you enjoyed D content. Um, if you did, please give us that follow. That way you will not miss out on any more of the streams we will be doing in the future. Before I go, thank you to Image Anime for sponsoring the stream. We have a code for you to use in case you visit their website. That is imageanime.com. That code is DISCOUNTSHIP. That's D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P for free ground shipping on all in-stock order items over 100 bucks, And they ship all over the country of the United States. So that's a pretty good deal. Also, we do have our own merch store. The link is in the chat. Um, we do have our own Discord. Link is also in the chat. And lastly, I would like to promote our upcoming visual novel wrestling game, Kokoruno Pro. Link in the chat, headed up by uh, RJ and Mario. We'll be back in um, probably around half an hour for our community happy hour. We hope you were able to join us. We'll be returning. We'll be walking away from the murder of most foul to uh, plain murder in space with Among Us. So we hope you're able to make it. So uh, if not, we hope to see you soon. Take care. Stay safe. Stay sane. Get your Fauci ouchie. Get your vaccines. Get your boosters. Wear a mask when you go outside, preferably KN95 or N95 as COVID-19 is still out there. And wash your hands. Maintain social distance as best you can. Stay safe, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.